0: You're listening to The Small Council, a Game of Thrones podcast. All right. Check, check, check. Here we go. Small Council. We're back. How's everybody doing? This is Axel. I'm starting out here solo, but in just a minute, you're going to hear a great conversation that Donald and I had. Donald was actually, (laughs) I caught up with him outside of a bar in Louisiana. So there's a little bit of handling noise and such, but it was well worth it to hear his fantastic theories and thoughts. It was awesome to do the podcast, just me and Donald. Um, We got into a lot of different stuff, a lot of different theories, but I wanted to start out the show by just giving a shout out to everyone who had recently given us uh, some iTunes reviews. We really do appreciate that. Uh, Brandon Mack, In The Berg, Benner86, Rachel Perez, Riff Fits 147, Valor Morgalis, Black Eyed Lily, The Uncle Q. We appreciate that. We also had nine um, reviews in the English, the UK iTunes store that I caught up with. Scott Newcomb, Shrike UK, former Lost Addict. Delsky, Hoopla Matt, Psycho Barry, and Dappa. So thank all of you for that. We really do appreciate that. Um, I got into the podcast again about how you can search us on your phone and uh, give us a review on iTunes. Just hit that search button, type in small council pod, go over to reviews, and then click on the big thing that says leave a review. We do appreciate that. We're having fun doing these podcasts for you. Um, so that's about all I had in the beginning here. Uh, so please do enjoy this episode with Donald and I getting deep into some of the feedback that was sent. Again, you can hit us on Twitter at smallcouncilpod, smallcouncilpod at gmail.com. Thank you. And Derek Ailey's. All right. Let's go. All right, I'm recording. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here we go. It's happening. <laughs> We're in. We're recording. We're making a podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Small Council. My name is Axel Foley. With me in his car out in front of a bar, live from Louisiana, it's Donald. What's up, dude?
1: What's up, man? Let's do this. Let's fucking knock it
0: out yeah all right we're having fun tonight uh this is our feedback episode once again you can hit us on twitter at small council pod you can email us smallcouncilpod at gmail dot com uh we have i've chosen three emails this evening uh, i think they're all from the ladies so we're gonna dive right into the emails we got some twitter then we're gonna do some theories And uh, we're just going to knock it out. So uh, let's start with the first, which came from Susan. Susan says, hey, Axel, just finished the last episode. Great job. Thank you. Um, Your questions regarding the history of the world were so interesting. She has a suggestion. Uh, She says, I'm not sure if you've listened to any of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, uh, but there are three episodes out on a podcast. A podcast called Hardcore Game of Thrones History. Now huh. I went and listened to this, and if you've listened to Dan Carlin before, have you ever listened to him, Donald?
1: I've listened to George Carlin. Is okay. that the same?
0: <laughs> no, this is his younger brother, Dan. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but he's very like the Romans. They were an ancient culture.
1: <laughs> is he intense like that? Yeah, <laughs>
0: like he'll he'll be like really kind of easy, and he'll be like, "They were a great people," and then. the march occurred, you know, like that. So this Mm -hmm. guy basically impersonates him, but he's talking about the history of game of Thrones. Okay. It's really great. And the history part is really good. Uh, but you do have to kind of get used to his cadence and that he's like, if you just, uh, you have to buy into it. If you just buy it, like that's the way he's talking, then it's really good. Um, But she says, again, the small council is killing it this season. Great job. Actually, this season is killing it, too. Very happy so far. Except fuck Ramsey. That dude needs to friggin' die. Um, Carry on, she says. So thank you very much. We appreciate that email. We got another email. Come and listen to that podcast, guys. It is pretty fun. Um, From Gina.
1: Damn, Gina.
0: Yeah, damn, Gina. Lady Star Guardian. There you go. Thoughts. Oh, this is this is a very long email, man. I should have like uh, cut this down before we. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. Th- some theories and observations. Anyone noticing this trend? No more legitimate Baratheons. No more legitimate Boltons. No more legitimate Martells. The Mormont line will soon end. What other houses will be next? Also, both John and Danny have been striving to help the common people, not the houses on the spokes of the wheel. Seems like while the wheel is breaking on its own, their care about people beyond the houses will help finish it once and for all. That's a good point.
1: Mm-hmm. St-
0: stone men army. So, if a dragon breathes on stone, will it melt into obsidian, aka dragon glass? If so, isn't a glass army a much more lethal army against the White Walkers than just stone men? Axel could be on to something with that, especially if fire can help it along. Let's see, did I say stone oh well oh yeah, well I guess she's calling the Kyburn when I was saying that that Kyburn uh-huh. would build an army.
1: Yeah, I she, remember that.
0: Yeah. I like that. Cersei's Prophecy Part two. Um oh okay. We'll, we'll leave that until later when we talk a little bit about kind of semi spoilerish ish uh, type of stuff. But she did have a lot to say about the last episode. Um, and uh, uh, she says, Cersei, the pity party is over. The bitch is back. And her little birds, too. How long before they find out where Tyrion is? I, that I found to be very interesting. We kind of forgot about that, right?
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah.
0: That she was searching. Um, the mirror is not still boring when the showrunners try to untie it. Love varies in Tyrion, but this week's scenes were waste of time to find out one shred of info. What do you think about that? Donald?
1: It's hard, it's hard to say because in the books, Varys is not with Tyrion at all. Like he couldn't be further away from that. So I, I like to believe that I like to believe that the writers of the show have a plan. Just as well as George has a plan. But, I mean, well, what I know more than the show is the books. So, I know that Varys is doing something totally different. Totally different than what was happening in the, in the show. So, um, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to watch. But, eh, The look, I, I'll put it this way. The Varys scene in the show was perfectly fine. I had no problem with it. I had a problem with the Tyrion scene in the show. Because I feel like that was just something to do just to um, fulfill the contract obligation they had with Tyrion, with uh, Peter Dinklage.
0: Now, I have a thought on that. I'm going to okay. throw this out. And I heard That's this, good. I don't remember, it was on a podcast or something. But I was thinking about this, too. Because mm-hmm. when that scene, initially, we talked about it on the show and we talked about just that it was kind of awkward. A lot of people, was awkward. And then the more I started to think about it, I said, That's, that was a really long scene. What, what's going on here? Nothing. (laughs) And then I heard – now, tell me what you think of this theory, okay? Okay, okay. That really the whole scene was just about hearing um, Obama, uh, Grey Worm, say to Masande when Tyrion asked him, what do you talk about? And then he says, where the troops are going, the routes, who we – Patrol. Patrol, right, patrol, who we arrest – who we kill. Right. So mm-hmm. was that what it was really about? And that was the whole scene was just a hint, like almost the wire style to say that actually Masande is the one who's been leaking all the info to uh, the other. The, I guess that you call them the slavers, but what are they? The kings mm-hmm. of all these different places, the rich people.
1: Yeah, I mean, slavery is probably both accurate. Yeah. Of
0: so I don't know if I buy that.
1: but... No, I don't either. Okay. I I don't I haven't seen anything that that she's done that would lead me to believe that she is double crossing Daenerys in any way.
0: Yeah, me neither. And it would that would almost that would just kind of be. It started to scarily make sense to me. Oh, now their whole love thing makes sense. This was building to something. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then, I, but then I, the more I thought about it, I was just like, I don't even care. Yeah, look. Who cares? I'll, I'll, be, I'll,
1: I'll be perfectly honest with you. When it comes to, to marine plots, there's, there's nothing there. I mean, look, there's nothing there. And um, I'll be honest with you. The Varys scene was, was awesome. Everything that happened in the Varys scene was, was pretty cool. But everything I got from the Tyrion scene was, look, we got Peter Dinklish here and he's awesome. Everybody likes him. So let's put a scene in there. He's been funny in the past. Let's try to make it funny. But I I, I read nothing into that. Like I, I there's nothing extra in there. I think personally, from my own personal opinion, don't take this to heart because this stuff is way past the books. So I don't know what's happening, but. I feel like they just wanted to have Tyrion in the scene. And like wanted to remind us that Grey Worm and Missandei are there. And they, they did. I'll give them this. They moved along the plot with the very scene. We found out, uh, you know, who's funding or who's supporting the, the Sons of the Harpy. Which, personally, like, there's no big surprise. There's no big reveal there.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I agree. We, yeah.
1: Yeah, but... I feel like they just want to have Tyrion in there. I I don't feel like there's nothing to read extra from that scene at all.
0: Okay. Okay. Um I don't know. I I still it it strikes me as odd enough to perhaps mm-hmm. be able to look back in the future and see some worth in it that we didn't see then. And that couldn't be my whole it was just an odd scene.
1: And that's totally possible. Yeah. So, like judging judging from the show, I just feel like we're we're in a different we're in a different time span of, of like, the show. Uh, past past the books, Dave and Dan are on their own for the most part. They probably still have, a, like, a slight outline or maybe even a more detailed outline than they're leading us to believe. But yeah, I, I don't know. My my gut instinct tells me that that was just a scene to have Tyrion in the episode. That That's all I read from mm. it.
0: Okay. All right. Um, now she, uh, this part I want to bring up too. She says, Danny, please burn me so you can see how awesome I really
1: am. Targaryen.
0: <laughs> yes, please burn her. Maybe her entitled millennial whining will burn away. Wait, her whining alone could probably kill Cersei. Hmm. I like that, right. but, uh, I, uh, I don't think that she's going to kill Cersei, but I like, I've been more and more thinking about, um, uh, Danny and, I'm more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just starting to get. I I just think that we th- there's something in us that because of the story we saw in the beginning with her brother and being sold and called Drogo and all that that we kind of believe in her as like this good. She's trying to do good and help the people and all that. But I don't know, man. I'm starting to feel like. Her, that this part of her has to be put in check?
1: I think she does. She definitely needs some humbling. And if it wasn't for so many people believing in her and, and, you know, just fighting for her, I don't think she would even be alive. But, I mean, it's obvious from just, just a, a casual viewer. I mean, it's obvious that they're doing something with Danny. And she's not in any, any immediate danger. Otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't have seen this much separate from the, I guess, quote-unquote, main plot. Because for the most part, she has been separate from the main plot. She's an Essos. She's separate from everybody else. And she seems to have this mission to make her way back to Westeros. So from that alone, I don't think they would just kill her. Kill her off in Essos. And just be done with it. I think that they're they're definitely pushing for something. My only problem with Danny is that the plot has been very repetitive and it seems like most of the time it's other people coming in to save her and it's other people that believe in her cause that have kept her alive. And as long as Dario and we have Jorah, we have a lot of people that are behind her. So as long as those people are alive, I don't think I don't think we're gonna see the end of Danny. My only hope is that we, we see Danny do something for herself, that would uh, sort of solidify her stance as, you know, heir to the throne. Or she does have a, a, a sort of legitimate claim to the throne. Like we're not gonna just dismiss that. But my problem has always been, what are you doing? Like seriously, like what are you doing? You are you are so easily distracted, and you have so many other people that are fighting for you. You need to at some point take charge for yourself and show me that you besides, besides Jorah, besides Barristan me who's dead, besides uh, Darion Naharis, besides the dragons,
0: Tyrion. You,
1: besides Tyrion, besides yeah. everybody that's come to save you, you need to stand on your own. And I think that's what they're doing this season. I think at some point she is going to persuade the calls, who are all coming to that point. Like we, I think we heard that last episode that they're all coming to, 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 um, I forget the name of it. Val, Val, Val Yeah, Das,
0: whatever.
1: Val. Das Val, whatever the fuck. Yeah,
0: Valcala, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> Valcala.
1: <laughs> yeah, Los Apollo Calos? 13, like, fuck. We know, we know where it is. Like, they're all coming there for that oh, point. Oh, Vos,
0: Dothraki.
1: Vos, Dothraki. All right, you got it. Vase, Vase, Dothraki. Yeah, they're yeah. all coming there. Like, we, we've heard that all the calls are coming. So, um. In, in the past, we've heard that like, oh, it was just Khal Drago but now we're gonna see that there's more. Like they're they're spread out and they're all doing their own thing. They're all believing that there will that the stallion will mount the world and take over the world, which is from from um from our point of view, we've only seen uh, Khal Drago, who was this this badass cow who was gonna the stallion that would mount the world and take over the like, take over the Westeros and everything. But now we're starting to see, like, there's other cows out there. And they probably all had that objective, too. Like, they were all going to be that cow that took over the world. Oh, that's interesting. So now, Yeah, so now seeing all these widows of the cows, like, we're starting to think, well, Daenerys ain't that fucking special. You know what I'm saying? So now I think she has to rise to the occasion and sort of prove to her, prove to those guys, prove to everybody that's coming coming there to uh, Ves Dothrak. To um, she's got she's got a lot to prove, and it's going to depend on a lot of what she can say. Hmm. I mean, they can easily have Drogon swoop in and burn everybody up, but how many times have we seen it? So I think at this point, it's going to be on Daenerys. I think I think we have to have her do something to prove herself to convince these guys to support her. Otherwise, I'm still not backing Daenerys. And I have no reason to. Us as viewers have no reason to.
0: Yeah. To,
1: up to this point.
0: Yeah, man. I, I, you know, as you were speaking, you bring up so many good points about, like, you could see her saying to the Dothraki, like, you know, people know of you as great warriors, but it's just stories. We need to show them. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, yeah. you, you want, you keep on speaking of this stout. This is it. This is the stout. I am your stallion that will mount the world. Yeah. <laughs> I will break the world and I'll break the wheel. Yeah. But, we've heard that. I mean, but that's the thing <laughs> is I just find with John now resurrected and the way yes. he reacted, which I yes. think is like kind of emo. Johnny doesn't want to be the hero. He's like, why the fuck did you like, he's more upset that people killed him than he is happy that he's alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like.
1: Yeah, he's playing like My Chemical Romance on his <laughs> fucking iPod. <laughs> he is, you're right, dude. It's
0: like getting the guy liner on, talking to Richard Albert. But um, I, I just, I, I see this con- contrasting thing. Yeah. And you see in Daenerys this thirst, this ego. I am the best. I am the, you know, I am this, I am that. Um, you know, kind of like when Tywin said to Tommen, the king never has to say he's the king you know yeah. like she always has to say who she is and it's a joke and it, it would be great you're right. it, it would be cool to have a scene where she stands up to and then instead of the dragon swooping down it just kind of comes out of the shadows and she just like confidently gets on the back of the dragon and yeah. kind of rides and then people are like oh damn like the um, like the thing they're looking at is who's on the dragon not the dragon uh uh-huh you know
1: and even even to the point where the fact that she has the dragons is cool enough but we've seen multiple instances where she can't control them if she was this badass like warrior or not even a warrior like just a badass girl who could control dragons that gives her a little bit of uh you know um like okay I'm this badass I can control dragons but she can't even control the dragons so if we could see to some point where even she had a control of the dragons, like she could control them to the point where they, like, oh, you're not just coming to save me. I'm summoning you to save me. Even that makes her a little bit more of a formidable, formidable opponent. Opponent. Whereas now, when you strip, you take you take Jorah away from her, you take Dario away from her, you take people that are fighting for her cause, which is an honorable cause. She wants to free slaves. I mean, Abraham Lincoln. She's. I mean, she's all about it. I give her that much. She's trying to do good, but personally, from a personal standpoint, she cannot do it on her own. She cannot. There is nothing about her that has shown me that this person Daenerys is strong enough to stand on her own. She has to have dragons, or she has to have a bunch of dudes saving her life, or backing her up. And in this world, like this is the modern day world where I could be a politician. And I can say this and that and blah blah. And Congress will back me up. No, like you have to have something besides the fact that you're a pretty girl and Dario wants to have sex with you. That's why he's fighting well. With I you. mean, but but the other you know? thing,
0: but the thing she has is her lineage. That's what she and she I does mean, have she, a
1: claim to the throne. She does know? have a claim. I,
0: I could I could have said and she conquered these things, but really she didn't. It didn't last.
1: No, so it shows and it's the that. Same as Stannis. You know, yeah. Like Stannis is a Baratheon. He had a claim to the throne. Renly yeah, had a claim she, to the you're throne. You're right; they're very much alike. They all got fucking slaughtered. Yeah. Like, like, what? What have you? What have you done for me lately? Like, what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, she that has
1: was... to do something, man. Like, I need her. Don't get me wrong; I like Daenerys. She's a very inspirational character at some points. But I feel like you have to do something, otherwise, like, it, pretty soon, we're all gonna find out that fucking Jon Snow has a has a claim to the throne as well. Like that's not a spoiler. Yeah. Like I think I think they've No, led up no, to I that. don't think so. They've led up to that. Like Jon Snow is like a main character in this show. Just as much as Daenerys is, just as much as Sir say Lannister or Tyrion is. I think um at some point there's gonna have to be something that happens that sets her apart, that makes her stronger. And it could be just be that she has dragons, but at this point she can't even control them. So what are you gonna do?
0: mm Yep. You know, I don't know. Now, let me ask you this. I had this, I've heard this before. We may have even talked about it before. Do you think there's a chance that she ends up being the big bad in this whole thing? That in some way, you know, like I was talking about last week, that maybe, maybe what we're seeing with Jon Snow, and and when we learn about um, the past of the Starks, and the Wall, Uh. and the White Walkers, and all that lore, so... If Jon Snow ends up somehow being connected to the White Walkers. And I'm mm-hmm. just obsessed with this idea that they are not <laughs> bad. I don't know yeah. why. Maybe because I think they're cool.
1: But it's all a pers- it's all it's all um it all like goes down to perspective.
0: Yeah, and I just I just have this feeling that they are not this dumbly evil thing that we've been mm-hmm. sh- this story is too smart for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: Could it be that the reason why they're coming down is to stop Daenerys is because the dragons were born and that whole thing is kind of hap, like it's a confluence and they're actually trying to stop these dragons because it's really Daenerys and the dragons that are going to burn the world and they have to somehow work with Jon Snow and then Tyrion. And then I had this crazy idea that like, like Jamie, his brother had to kill the mad King tyrian will have to kill daenerys
1: dude i i, I always love when like, stuff is mixed up and you got to think that daenerys comes from a long line of people that are incest,
0: incest yeah you based. can't trust i mean her father that's the mad king like this is not the good king mm-hmm.
1: it was it was always a thing in the book where when a targaryen is born uh I think the 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 word or the the saying was that you flip a coin whether they're good or evil yeah that's what
0: this is what I mean is like why are we if if her if her claim okay mm-hmm. is that she was ousted, she should have been she or her brother right, or really her i guess before that her uncle or whatever i, I don't know exactly should have been the ki- the king or queen or ruler. Yeah. Why do we support this when we know for a fact from the story we've been told and from Jamie, who was a direct eyewitness, that this guy who was her father, right, wasn't the Mad Uh King her father, wanted to burn... He was insane, and he wanted to kill all these people. Like, that that line basically was rightfully ended. Now, what happened after with Robert and them slaughtering, like, the Martell, like, that was... I I, I don't think that was a good thing, but I'm just saying that it's just, it's like we get caught up in her story and really the legitimacy that we're lending to her, even in a show like this is kind of like false.
1: I mean, I think we had this discussion, maybe like season two or season three, like what, what exactly makes you worthy of the throne? Like what makes you, in line for the throne because we have melisandre who's who's we've seen evidence of her using king's blood with gendry or Gendry or whatever his name is who the the fuck knows at this point
0: he's still rowan
1: yeah like he's baratheon blood but the baratheons came in and slaughtered the targaryens and that's how they got claim to the throne yeah so what what exactly gives you claim to the throne
0: well i guess i guess it's who takes it right that's yeah like,
1: like once you take it is your blood like rich with king's blood like what what exactly makes you worthy or are in line for that for the throne because yeah. a lot of people are saying like targaryen targaryens are still still have a legitimate claim to the throne even though the barath like robert's rebellion came in and robert took he pretty much took the claim to the throne so i think that that's a very interesting question to ask at that point yeah just it's what, a,
0: it's a, i'm sorry go ahead buddy
1: Like what exactly, no, I'm just saying what exactly gives you proper claim to the throne? Is it just something that is born through your lineage or, you you know, you could just go in and conquer a kingdom and say, I'm king. And that makes you a legitimate king.
0: Well, I guess in the case of Daenerys, you do have carrying three dragon eggs into a fire Mm -hmm. and emerging alive and with three dragons. And I guess in, you know, and but we didn't see any evidence evidence of her brother having that. Yeah. Um. And it, you know, it's like I was saying last week, the more and more I think about it, the more I think like what this world is really about is if you believe you can do it like this yeah. is, this yeah. is some kind of magical world where there is no magic. There's no red God. There's no seven. There's no any of that shit. It's like, For humans, at least, maybe, because the children and these creatures are different, right? But for humans, it seems that they do have the power to create magic through belief. Because Uh like you're saying, there's no basis for anything that Melisandre did. Like, it's fault. You know, when it comes to that, this king's blood or then burning, you know, the relationship between her acts and the causality it's like there's no direct line so in essence how did she bring Jon Snow back to life is because she when she kind of there was that set in the beginning she didn't seem like she believed and then there was like a second where it changed you know she her hand kind of moved and it's like she started to believe she could do it and that's what did it yeah I don't know and it's the same thing with Daenerys like why did she survive the fire because she believed she could, yeah, and, and Thor, Could they believe they could do it?
1: I, I would totally agree with that, because there's there, there's there's been no evidence that. I, I will I'll put it this way: like there's been more evidence that that, that there's a, um with the red, the red Ah uh, God or whatever, um, the Lord of Light. There's been more evidence of that than anything else, but at the same time, what does that mean? we've seen Melisandre like have all the faith in the world to the point where she would burn a little kid.
0: But are any of the and other, f- but I'm just asking you, are any of the other religions trying to do the shit they're doing?
1: No, I, I don't think so. I think they're just religions where it's like, well, like the Starks are like, they're totally about like, all right, the seven, you know, but like, what, are, what do they do? Like, uh, they just pray to the werewoods and they get, they get killed. Like most of the Starks have gotten murdered. Like, like what have, what have we actually seen like, as far as uh, evidence that these gods exist or these gods are even even care, even with the um you know with the sparrow we, you know we've seen the sparrow uh, and everything with that, like what evidence have we seen that they even care? I, I really like the line that Jamie gave. he's like, you know the gods have shed more blood than all of us combined. like what do they care if I kill you right now? I really like that scene. I think that's I think that's a a lot more telling in King's Landing uh, than anything else that we've seen because a lot of people don't like they're getting into the point where they don't believe in it anymore. Like they're at the point where sort of where we are now. Like if you want to parallel that with the world, yeah. With Christianity and like anything else that you want to do is like
0: or like okay. Donald Trump. Like, Cersei like, like, is Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> like, like seriously, you could parallel it perfectly the high with, spiral, with what's I mean. going on now. It's like, all right, look, I can, I can believe in the Bible. I can read the Bible my whole life. But if I compare it to what's going on now, like, if there is a God, he doesn't care about what's going on right now. Like right now is what like what matters what matters you know and it's like totally different like well
0: that's that's the thing that is most interesting about this show isn't it mm-hmm. is that this is we're not really getting we do get a little bit of it with the high sparrow but not for very long this is not like an upstairs downstairs this isn't Downton Abbey where we get to see the kings and the queens and then we spend equal time with the serfs and the and the servants we don't see that part in this show what we yeah. see are these high-born people and what they're doing. So it's hard. That's the to show for me has always had a hard time communicating that. So I like it in the King's Landing stuff when when the High Sparrow keeps on mentioning that when he mentions it to Cersei when he mentions it um, to the Queen of Thorns. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and and earlier when Marjorie was trying to go down that road, remember when she yeah, was trying to one up Cersei. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting point, man, that what is the perspective of the common people for these religions? And it seems like the seven and this high Sparrow are taking, are sweeping the country. So in the books, do, is this a, is this a part of it? Like, is this religion like really now sweeping the countryside?
1: I mean, yeah. In in the books, it's told uh, like you get a little bit more perspective of how exactly the war, the war itself, is uh, affecting the common folk. And um, you get a lot of you get a lot more perspective on that through Brienne Brienne, because while in the show, all right, in the show, Brienne is like magically appearing right when she needs to. In the show, like she is uh, more sweeping the sweeping the, the, the you know the the land and she is seeing firsthand how war is kind of affecting the small folk oh
0: okay so she serves the purpose of being the eyes for
1: us exactly like okay. she is she is running into a lot of people that are like wow, oh, that's just, a like good person really to do it. fucked up like like just really like her and podrick like you know like all right these people are just really fucked up by the war how is it affecting like the regular people Whereas in the show, I can understand they don't have the time to do that, and it's it's still possible that they could have that happen, you know. But you know, Brienne's with Sansa right now. Who knows? Like they they probably all end up at the wall, because Brienne in the show is almost almost one hundred percent different than what's happening in the book. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and my my goal is not to spoil the book because, dude, I'll tell you like actually... You like me and Axel, we have like this going text text line from everybody in, in the podcast. And there was a point where Axel was like, dude, I should should I just like wiki the books or whatever. And um, there is like some stuff that happens in the books that like there is no way it could happen in the show right now. But at the same time, I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, if you I've, ever... I've gotten yeah, if you... a
0: little bit. I've uh, I think that I've I've. I know more today than I knew last time we <laughs> recorded a podcast. Cause I listened to some podcasts, maybe yeah. a, an old, an old and a recent, uh, bald move spoiler cast.
1: Yeah. If and, you listen to that, I mean, it's, it's understandable because
0: I didn't mean, I didn't feel badly spoiled. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah. Because at this point, it's like the stuff that happened in the book at this point is totally different than the show or it's past the show. Or there's no way they can do the stuff that happened in
0: the book, right? So, or there, I think there is some stuff, but it's not—it's not like the red wedding, or yeah, it's not ridiculously um, yeah, like important. Like, it's like to, it's like where people may be going, mm-hmm. and but still, it hasn't happened. So you know, I, I don't know. Well, we could get we could get into a little bit of that more, but I actually this yeah, kind of yeah. this kind of plays into it because and I don't uh, I, this has come up this week and I think many people said this after watching the episode and we got an email uh, from uh who I will just just call ninja mm-hmm. uh and says hey guys another great podcast thanks again of course um gave us a review thank you and I'll I'll thank other people a little bit later Um, I wanted to share a theory with you guys about the Rickon situation. I think the Umbers are setting up Ramsey so they can take back the North for the Starks. Here are the supporting points. Great John, or I think it was Little John Umber, right? Isn't it Little John Umber? Isn't Great John dead? I
1: guess that's what he's supposed to be. Okay,
0: because Great John was the guy who actually... Um, wasn't he the guy who got mad at Rob Stark and then mm-hmm. his direwolf bit his fingers off?
1: Yeah, yeah, in the first season or the second okay.
0: season. Right. But then maybe he became was, his, the He became his most vocal supporter. Yeah. But then he also wanted to kill uh Catelyn for letting Jamie go.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like he was really pissed about that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Lil John Umber never swore fealty to Ramsey. The North takes vows very seriously. Umber kept bitch-slapping Ramsey to see how far he could push him, and Ramsey took it like the bitch that he is. Uh, He knows that Ramsey's easy to manipulate. Why would the Umbers bring Rick into the Boltons now? Because Roos is dead, and they could never trick Roos this way. Uh, Why did they need to bring Osha so she can protect him and trick Ramsey just like she did with Theon? Ramsey has never seen a direwolf head, and it kind of looks small to me. Um, It really did. If you act met. like a mad dog, people will treat you like a mad dog. Roos was foreshadowing Shaggy Dog is going to rip Ramsey the fuck apart. The North remembers. <laughs> um, I like this. Now, I know that. I don't think it's a spoiler at all to say that in the books, this is called the Great Northern Conspiracy. Am I correct? Yes. Or yeah, you Not, you're right. not yeah. in the book, but in fan well, circles. in the
1: right? fandom, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, um what do you think about it
1: again I, I i don't I don't think they're telling us there's like 20 episodes left at this point. I don't think in the scope of the show that there is time to be this big conspiracy. I think in the show that the umbers are just they're just fed up. You know, and they they had a problem with uh, everything that the, that Rob was doing, or um, um, when he when he uh, decapitated the you know the the Stark.
0: Yes. So okay. I think
1: yeah. I think there is dissension within the the North, and right. they're just kind of fed up. So I think that at this point they're handing over Ramsey because they want. They've gotten word that Jon Snow has let the wildlings through the gate. So what they want is. Backup from Ramsey, the Boltons. They don't necessarily want to bow to them. The guy made it very clear that he's like I'm not bowing to you. Like you're not my lord. I like fuck you. But hey, we could use a little extra help if these guys get you know get to us. Yeah.
0: And in support of this being the actuality. You Mm -hmm. do have this ongoing trend of the younger generation taking over.
1: Taking over the older, yeah.
0: And and also subverting the old traditions and being Mm -hmm. more direct, right? Yes. Like this guy is being, who, by the way, I hope he shows up again because I thought he was awesome.
1: He was pretty, like, you couldn't help but like the guy.
0: Yeah, I really like like him. That's why I kind of want it to be true because I don't want him to be in league with Ramsey, but... Um, you also have the fact that, like we said earlier, they did lay the groundwork with his dad kind of disagreeing with Rob at many uh, different occasions, you know, mm-hmm. yes. of being friendly with the car uh, Starks. Right. They yes. kind of showed that before. So I think there is supporting evidence to say that this is what happened. Um, I also think that if they knew if I guess they're the farthest away, so they, like Littlefinger, don't know what a creepo Ramsey is, right? <laughs> or else they well, or are they To gonna... some
1: extent. Like, they know that the Boltons are these guys who, like, he, he he admits several times, like, your father was a cunt. He knows that these Boltons are these guys who, like, flay people and, they, like, put them on these crosses and, like, they don't like them. But they know at the That's same time, point. like. All right, Ramsey was the warden of the north. So now through Ramsey's I'm sorry. Um what's his uh Roos, Roos was the warden of the north. He knows now that Roos is dead, which makes Ramsey, who is now legitimized as a uh, he was a bastard, he's now legitimized. He's the warden of the north. So they know like the you know the power, like the the power struggle we have to ins- at some point rely on these guys cuz they they are holding Winterfell at this point. They're holding Winterfell. Yeah. Ned is gone. For all they know, Arya's dead. Sansa's dead. Uh, uh, Bran's dead. So Rickon... Rickon is the only power piece that they have. So I think that they're just offering him up, you know, as a sort of, look, help us out. We'll give you this. Yeah. You know? And if...
0: If Sansa does make it to Winterfell, I'm uh, not Winterfell to um Castle Black
1: mm-hmm.
0: while John is still there, and they somehow get a Raven, Ramsey sends it up there, then which
1: I think will happen. I think that's then that's... that
0: could bring uh John and Sansa and the Wildlings and down there. But yeah, I don't
1: know, man. Well you it, gotta think. I, John I... is the John is the only person who's interacted with the wildlings in such a way that he would trust them to become a part of this struggle.
0: Yeah, they've got to people, be man.
1: Yeah, people on the wall. Like, look, you you could hate Alistair, but I think that what he did was a, was fucking awesome. Like, like what he said before he got hung and died was absolutely one hundred percent the truth. You know, like all these years they've been fighting the wildlings. John Snow through our eyes went out and lived with the wildlings through uh Corin Half Halfhand, Han plan that John would infiltrate them and but but John got to see them firsthand, he's like, Well maybe they aren't so bad. Maybe we could actually use these guys. Looking at it from the perspective of the people on the wall and the people beyond the wall, like the you know, the Umbers and the Karstarks, the Wildlings have always tried to kill them. Like that's all they see. So uh you're looking at it from a different perspective, totally yeah like one hundred percent like I have no I have no problem with the Umbers started turning on um the Starks through seeing that like all right all of them are dead. Like all we have is Rickon. Who is, is more more powerful yeah. of a of a of a chess piece than Sansa because Rickon is the if you believe that, that brand is dead, like Rickon is a more powerful chess piece than Sansa because yeah. he's the rightful heir.
0: And you're right there. I mean, look there, you've got to change with the times. And Mm -hmm. though, though, uh, you know, though, the North might remember, it has to move on. Exactly. You know, but then again, I could see, I I would say this from what I understand about this, uh, this theory of this conspiracy Mm -hmm. and whether or not, um, it comes from people who think who it seems to me like there's more support for it in the book than, way more than there would be in the show and yeah, i also i don't think it's that vital in the sense that um, i still think that in the end you're going to get john snow john stark garian john stargarian Star-gar- <laughs> that's his new name john stargarian <laughs> John Stargarion is still going to come down there and take it. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're go- Or maybe they'll turn, maybe they'll just turn. Maybe when they see, maybe when they hear of him and he comes down there, maybe he'll approach them and they'll turn on Ramsey then. But either way, I mean, that still sucks that Ra- that uh, Rickon and Osha are now with, with Ramsey, I mean, come on. I, I feel bad for Osha, what Ramsey's going to probably do to her. I hope we don't have to see that for four fucking episodes. Yeah, well... What, what are are like, you in an airplane now? Where are you? Are you flying high in the friendly I, skies? I, I walked outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. We're live, baby, on the Small Council Podcast.
1: <laughs> i tell you what I was doing, but it'll probably be like rated PG-13.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, anyway... <laughs> um. I, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting to me, but I keep I hear this on a lot of podcasts and and on um, and thank you though emailer I appreciate it because that's a really succinct um, summarization of it. Yeah. Um, yes, emailer. Yes, ninja. Yeah.
1: Like uh, as far as the direwolf head, the reason that we saw that in the show was to convince Ramsey that Rickon was real. Yeah. But. And from an audience standpoint, like we know, that's the same dude. It's the same actor. He he looks exactly the same. So there's there's really no reason to fake a wolf head, you know. Whether yeah. I, I mean, it's just a prop. I mean, it's a if it looks small, it's like it's just a prop thing. So I mean, there's no reason to doubt that that's like not Rickon. Like we we know what Rickon looks like, so it's him.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll see. I I don't mind either way. And it's fun to theorize and exactly. it, you know who cares, but it'll be fun to see what happens i I liked that though i like I like this kind of interplay because I like to see how rams we've seen Ramsey like fricking torture people and rape and and do all this stupid shit. I like to try to see how his mind how he actually does in this kind of political arena mm-hmm. I find that to be interesting um so I just wanted to let's jump in real quick and just uh uh quick some uh some Twitter people out there. We want to thank okay. uh uh Justin from Brooklyn. He reviews last week's episode. I screamed, I howled, I laughed, I cried. Good, good. Review. <laughs> I like that. Uh John uh Katsian says had episode 1 feeling some good moments, some not good writing for certain characters is becoming very suspect. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. Donald's going to agree with that.
1: I agree. Um, with
0: totally. Oh, so there, we didn't talk about the tower of joy scene, but there was some disc, there was some talk we had with Susan and Dadsey uh, on Twitter about um, how in the book, Ned tells Bran, Sir Arthur Dane would have killed me if it weren't for Howlin' Reed. Yes. So, that's I I, th- I can see the why they changed that, though, because of the potential well, that we're going to see this R plus L equals J thing pan out, yeah. if or if yeah. not, you know?
1: You never really—I mean, you, you, you hear about that scene through a dream and through Ned's recall of the scene— For the most part, about 90%, like, that's what book readers expected to see. The only difference I would say was that in the books, Arthur Dane has this big great sword, like this sort of, like, if you picture Ice, Ned's big sword. Yeah. Like, that's what Arthur Dane used. He used the, but in in the show, like, they they depicted it as two small swords. Okay. So so, some people were a little upset. But other than that, like, the scene is spot on. Cool. Like we always, we always kind of surmise that Arthur Dane saved Dane saved uh, Ned in some type of way. Okay. And I, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's so Ned like, uh, you know. But like he, he was, his sister's like sixteen years old, and 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 for all he knows, his sister is being kidnapped and raped by uh, you know the Targaryen. So I don't think there's a big problem with honor or anything like that at that point during war. I don't think Ned had a big problem with that. And uh, what Bran is saying is that, like, you know, my father, even Bran and Sansa both made the line that that my father never talked about her. His father never talked about his sister. And, um, you know, recounts of the story have come from multiple people, not necessarily just Ned. And it was always that Ned beat Arthur Dane. So it's not that big of a deal that, that Bran is just seeing this for, Yeah, you know, as 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 um, Reed coming through and and saving Ned, you know, coming through in the clutch and stabbing him through the neck. It's -hmm. not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard a bunch of podcasts talk about the honor. Like this shows that the on his honor was somehow in question. I I don't. I mean, what was Ned supposed to do? What was he supposed to do then? Turn around and stab himself? Because like no, (laughs) I mean, he looked at him. He had a look as though he felt that some dishonorable act had thus occurred, but he must then kill the motherfucker that's in front. You know what I mean? Like he was trying to kill him.
1: Like you're looking at Arthur Dane, who got pretty much, we thought was dead, but like he just kind of hid out or he recovered at the last moment and just came through and saved Ned, which like, come on, like seriously, what do you expect? Like we, we know Ned is an honorable dude, but if somebody comes in, saves your life, you're about to get killed and somebody stabs you in the throat. Isn't Ned gonna be like, no, holland don't do it. And like, yeah, let no. him kill me. Like, seriously, come on. He's gotta up.
0: do it. Um, um Brandon also tweeted at us about the same thing. Edward never claimed to kill Arthur Dane single combat.
1: Yeah, um, he never did.
0: And never... also he never talked about the Tower of Joy in the book. It's mentioned in a dream. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: it's Ned's dream. Like Ned recalls this dream.
0: I wonder if we'll get this scene with Bran in the books.
1: Uh, I couldn't tell you because there's no books. George, George won't <laughs> yeah. get off his air and write them. So,
0: <laughs> um, so uh, Jack Klumpus uh, uh, had a nice tweet listening to Small Counts and Pod, one of the highlights of the week. Gave them a five-star review. If you like GOT, oh, give you. them a listen. Thank you. And listen, nice. Somebody, we had a lot of great iTunes reviews. I want to appreciate it. And somebody actually said, thank you for explaining how to give a review on your phone. So I'll Yeah, you're it... you awesome for that. <laughs> okay, I'll do it again, okay? It's really easy. If you're listening to us right now, all you have to do is open up your podcast app. You're already there. You see us. Just go down to search. It's right on the bottom. It's on the right. Uh, then just put in the small council. It'll come up. You'll see our picture. Hit it. It'll come up. It'll say big, big words, description above that. It'll say reviews, click on reviews. Then you'll see in a different color, write a review, click on that. And then you write a review. You have to just sign into iTunes again. Are you doing it right now, Donald, on your phone? <laughs> I've, I've, I've already left
1: a review. So, <laughs> oh,
0: okay. So that's how you leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And you know what? I found out that we actually had... Nine reviews in the um uh iTunes store in England. Yes,
1: yeah, so um, you can check different different yeah different countries.
0: Uh here I'm just texting you right now. <laughs> we're we're okay. live texting each other on the small <laughs> council. Val says, I've only got like five minutes up. I say no problem. I put no. Okay. I was trying to put P, but like I'm telling you, no, you must okay. podcast. <laughs> okay, no, I'll I'll continue on. Okay. Um so look, I'll get back into the uh, Twitter stuff, and I'll and I'll. But since you have, uh, well, actually, we don't have that much left. I'll just say, yeah. Brandon Jack says that. Jack says, um, what does Jamie think Cersei admitted to the Sparrow? What does Ooh, he know concursion. about Lancel yet? And no, I don't think he does. And I hope that that, I hope that comes out, man. That's a great point. I hope you know. Let's. Yeah, see. because
1: the Sparrow never. Outright, um, outright, demanded anything from Jamie. So,
0: no, and she made no public declaration, right? Like, yeah. they didn't read out exactly what, who she did it with, or you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. So it was that's, only when that she admitted it. Yeah, her. that's why
0: we're just not getting those scenes in King's Landing. That's a good point. Uh, Brandon Say tweeted us, listen to your podcast first time today. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate it. Um, tweeting Benner says great episode of small council pod appreciate it um joe bear says when kyburn is talking to the kids i think the man he's referring to has gone away is varies mm. uh i don't i don't know i don't i think cersei said something like that but i thought he was making reference to the fact i watched it again that like somebody was beating the kid's mom
1: yeah well, okay. well What 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 happened in that scene was that Kyburn uh, was sort of accumulating all of Varys's little little spies, and uh, what he was doing through like through that was, of course, bribing them with like, you know, sugar plums or whatever the, the fuck that was. Yeah. You know, in his in his white van, um, <laughs> picking up the kids, and he was also uh, he did imply that you know he fixed he fixed the kids mom's like a, like yeah, jaw. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Because
1: the kid was like the, the kid's dad was get was beating her mom okay. or something. Yeah. Like. All
0: right. And I think my theory is that he's doing that all over town and there's gonna be an army of mountain like <laughs> zombies that are yeah. gonna come out and kick ass.
1: I don't I don't know about that theory, but like like if he is doing that, like that would be fucking awesome. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay, and our last one is Jack uh, tweets at us again. And we had talked about this before. Did Cersei forget about finding Tyrion? And uh, it's just not been mentioned, like a lot of other yeah. things there, hasn't been mentioned. So uh, before we go, I just did want to bring up my theory. I'll throw it at you, Donald. Tommen mm-hmm. and Marjorie fall under the High Sparrow spell. Cersei and the mountain kill Tommen. <laughs> Jamie kills Cersei. <laughs>
1: I don't. When you say that Cersei kills kills Tommen, I, I I something about me just, I just have to reject that because I feel like in the show, last week, like the the um the High Sparrow went through so much trouble to sort of portray to the audience that whatever Cersei has for Tommen is like this is real, like love and care, like he she really cares about him. So for that to happen to me. It, it would have to. It would have to be some like dire circumstances, which it probably could happen. I mean, you you can't put anything past in the show, but I think that if Tommen does die, it'll be through circumstances that are out of Cersei's control. I don't think she would necessarily just just you know like oh I have to kill Tommen because he's against me.
0: No, I think, I think it, it'll be something like either it's over. And Tommen uh-huh. is one of the last people left standing, and he actually ordered the murder of his own mother or his father, and she, and they have to kill him, just like John had to do. Mm. Or it's that they have to take him out because he's giving these type of orders. You know? I don't know, I mean, man.
1: look, I'll, I'll put it this way. What we've seen from Tommen so far, this season, and last season, he's he's a very vulnerable kid. Yeah. And, like, anybody could just take control of him and the fact that he is not willing to necessarily be around his mom as as, as much, and the High Sparrow are, are, is definitely keeping him away from his mom, he is susceptible to that sort of quote-unquote brainwashing. So if it, if it came to that, it would definitely be a hard scene for Cersei to do, and it would definitely be an entertaining scene because she's an amazing actor. So if it, if it comes down to that, where she had to do that, I don't doubt that she could pull it off, but personally, I don't think that that's something that would realistically happen. I think that it's more likely that Tommen would die through other circumstances and Cersei would snap and just become this cohort killer where she just orders the mountain to just take people out and
0: and the Jamie almost
1: but, has to go behind, go with her, you know?
0: But how about the fact that the prophecy, she's so mm-hmm. convinced that it's going to happen. How about like Mike and I were saying, hey, if someone's going to kill him, it, ha- it might as well be her. <laughs>
1: Look, I'm not going to turn it down. I think that there's definitely ways that that could come up, come about to be. I, when I first heard it, my, my initial reaction was like, no. They've done way too much in the show to show us that Cersei loves her kids, but at the same time, while I'm saying that, that's also a perfect opportunity to show Lena Hitt- Lena Headey's acting, where she's like, "Look, Tom, and I love you, but I mean, look, look, she was gonna kill him in what season two? She was gonna kill him right then and there, like she, they were gonna take poison and die."
0: Yeah. So, oh, thank you for I bringing that up. It already yeah, she almost already this. killed
1: him. Yeah, I don't see it as like beyond the point where she's like, you know, if if this is going to happen, then we're going to do it my way and I'm not going to let them take you. I can definitely see that happening. Uh, I just feel like I feel like it's going in a different route, but it's not I mean, it's not the first time I've ever been wrong about anything. So I'm not going to say, like, oh, your theory is dumb.
0: It's just a theory. I don't know. I mean, you know me. I hope I'm wrong, and it's something crazier, (laughs) dude. I'm always open to that. But um, I I just think it's starting to make sense. And I'm actually – I have to say this. I'm getting more interested in the King's Landing stuff as time goes on. I'm finding it kind of intriguing, and I like that. It is. It's very intriguing. They're leaving so much of it out, though. Like, what happened to the Sand Snake that killed – the prince kid on the boat. What happened? You know, is are look, they going to try to do anything about that? Is Jamie going to say
1: I'll say this. I have to go, but I'll say this. I, I definitely did not like this episode overall. I felt that there was really um, a lot of writing problems and stuff that didn't make sense and stuff that was just happening. Merely not, not character driven, but plot driven. Like this is what happens, has to happen. I do believe that the show has shown us in, in, in previous seasons that it's gonna pick up and like there's gonna be they're gonna put the foot on the throttle in the back half of the season but uh, I do believe that a lot of stuff is gonna happen in the, in the back half of the season and it's gonna like just drive us nuts and it's gonna be like holy crap did that just happen let's do a three hour podcast but they' <laughs> they' they're, they're really laying the groundwork for a lot of stuff and they're holding back especially with the Tower of Joy stuff. Like, they're, they're really just doing that just to build up hype. And for people that have read the books and have theorized for, what, 15, 20 years now, yeah. all stuff that's going to happen, it's kind of upsetting because you know, you know <laughs> there's something that's going to happen. They not, they're not just saying, what's in the tower? This is where it ends. Like, they're not just saying that just to, like, just to say it. There's something in the fucking tower, and they won't show us purposely. Like, the stuff that people are getting excited for, they know the show's coming to an end. The stuff that people are getting excited for, they're drawing it out. And, like, right. Like, you know, it's kind of annoying. And that could be a lot of things that are, like, bothering me. But you get a lot of that whole, look, we're writers. We have to go by this. Within the episode, there's a four-act, three-act structure. Within a season, there's a build-up. There's a, you know... the the character has to like build up to a certain point and then they have to, the character has to fail. And then at the end, the character has to rise up above the failure and succeed. And to me, only three episodes in mind you. So I could be dead wrong. I just feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of the writing issues that are, are hindered by the structure format of, of the season where you have to hit certain beats in a season and I feel like, dude, just like, fucking put your foot on the throttle and just go. Like, this, is, this, this show has broken molds of seasons and what it is to be a hero, what it is to write. Like, everything that I've seen in the show and what drew me into it, whether it be the books or the television show itself, has broken molds. But I feel like this season, they're really, like, following a mold. And to me, I don't necessarily care for it too much. Mm. With the with the Tower of Joy stuff, with the Arya stuff, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever, the Tyrion stuff is like they're like they're just like they're laying their seeds and like in the back end of back end of the season, I'm pretty sure it's gonna make up for it. But right now, I'm just not feeling it. You know, episode two was great. Episode one and episode three, to me, were just lacking in, in Game of Thrones standards.
0: So do you feel like, contrary to what people, a book reader might say, is they need to take more of the stuff from the book, are you feeling like, hey, no, continue what you were doing, slim it down, get to the good stuff, move the mm-hmm. story on?
1: Well, here's the thing. There's like there's like nothing else from the book they can take. There's a few plot lines they can take from the book. But one of the things that I think that they've always succeeded in was weeding out the unnecessary shit from the books. Okay. And making it sort of a tighter, um, more TV-friendly type of show. I've I've never had a problem with that. Lots of book readers have like, well, why didn't you do this and that? But like, I think as far as the TV show, has been um you know concerned, they've done a great job of of weeding out stuff from the books that doesn't translate well. The entire fourth book doesn't translate into TV. There's no way. Because it's just a bunch of people standing around talking and walking around talking. That's all the fourth book is. That doesn't translate well. So what they did, they started to pull from the fifth book and bring it into the fourth book. And, and even right now, they're pulling stuff from the fourth book and bring it into this season, which is what, season six? So I think they did. I think they make the good decisions. But right now, and look, I'll admit, it's only three episodes in. I could be dead wrong, but I feel like they're biding their time. They're just spinning their wheels right now, and a lot of this is from the Marine story. A lot she... of this is from the Davos stuff. There is absolutely no reason, Axel, that Davos would care about Jon Snow that they have shown us in the show. Like, why would he go up to Melisandre and? I don't. Oh, I don't know if I there's believe. There's no reason.
0: I, I. You know. Okay, that I agree with. But caring about Jon Snow, mm-hmm. I don't agree. I think that Davos is exactly the kind of guy that would love a kid like Jon Snow and okay. see him as his son and want to help him. True. But going to going to Melisandre, I totally agree with you. Yeah. They did right, not it, there was they missed a scene there.
1: Let let's say that's one hundred percent true. Davos is like which by the way, Davos says the F word a lot in this show. For some reason, he's like
0: fucking, fucking, fucking. Yeah, exactly. But like, so
1: it's awesome when he says it. Why would he care about Jon Snow above Shireen? Why would he not say, "Well, can you bring back Shireen? I love the kid." You know, he he never fucking asked. Uh, Yeah, I just
0: don't think. I don't think we're ever. I don't know if that's go ever gonna. That. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever gonna be a plot point. And I yeah. wouldn't be. I don't know if we'd need that. Do we really need a whole scene where Davos and <laughs> Melisandre talk about? I mean, who? You know what? It's from a character better, point of view. Yeah,
1: I feel like, hey, since you brought Jon Snow back, can you go and bring Stannis <laughs> and Serene? Like, there's nothing there, which is like, it's kind of weird that he yeah. was. Hey, Melisandre, do you know any magic that can help our Lord Commander? I'm well, like, he
0: has Jesus. admitted. I will say this: I ha, I do remember that there were other scenes where Davos mm-hmm. has admitted that what that he's, he's seen, done some. Shit. Yes, that what yeah. he's seen is amazing, and but they did miss a scene there where maybe it would have been good to have a scene between like him and Tormund, where mm-hmm. they're kind of talking about. And then torment at least then we could get his perspective too and he could say "I've seen magic I've you know we yeah I mean they yeah. used to have the warging guy it was a part of his dudes you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so that would have been interesting, but I have to dis I, I have to disagree. I can see your perspective on certain things and and maybe it's just in an in inequality in what stories they're speeding up on. Because they That's certainly true, yeah. sped up the door and stuff. They're certain, I think that the King's Landing stuff, they are kind of speeding that up. Like, every time we see something there, something's happening. Yeah, or, I have know? no problem
1: with King's Landing stuff. So, just... uh,
0: you know, but it is just certain stories that tend to drag. And I think it's the same ones that were dragging last year and the year before. Because even... Uh, and, and I think... I do think that they... There is a propulsion to this season, but I mean, we'll see. You know, uh, I yeah. I'm, yeah. Nev- I'm never going to disagree about the Danny storyline. It's it <laughs> is it's terrible. Rep- it's repetitive. It's rep- So, well, let's let you go, Donald. We know that uh, you got to get home. Or are you going? to going back into the bar, grabbing some more drinks?
1: Yeah, I'm, I got to go back in a second.
0: All right, cool, man. Well, will have one for me. All right.
1: I uh, which I will. I'll have a a horn of L all
0: right well Dara Gailey's my brother yeah
1: I mean anytime look I'll be here Monday because I know I know next episode is gonna be really good so
0: all right cool man well is any anything you want to go out on you want to say anything
1: I didn't care for this episode I honestly I watched it three times
0: (laughs) I hated it so much I watched it three times
1: you know what honestly Each time I watched it, it got about 5% better. Okay. But I still fucking hated it. All right. So that just tells you, I just, I wasn't a fan of the writing. I feel like a lot of it was just like, you're just like, uh, you just holding shit back because of the structure of a season, of a 10 episode season where you can't tell everything. I didn't feel like I learned anything from the Tower of Joy. I feel like as a book reader, I didn't learn anything from the Tower of Joy. As a, if you were a casual watcher, all, the only thing it made you do was say, oh, what's in the tower? That's the only thing you got from that as a casual viewer.
0: Okay. I feel like, hey, I feel like know,
1: there's nothing that you, you cared about.
0: You know what? Let, let's do this. Um, for everyone who's listening, thank you for listening to the podcast. We're mm-hmm. now going to do just a super quick one-question spoiler section where we're just <laughs> okay. going to talk openly about this tower and shit. So goodbye if you don't want to <laughs> hear this. Farewell. All right, we're back, dude. So in the tower, is it going to be that it's a little baby Jon Snow or this other theory now that I think DJ Tim Hines wanted to bring up if he hadn't fallen asleep before the podcast started?
1: <laughs> <You> um,
0: bastard. <laughs> the bastard Timmy Hines. Um, do Is it going to be uh, twins? Jon Snow and. And uh, what's her name? Who's over with Bran at yeah, the? Mirror Mira, Reed. M- Mira Reed.
1: Look from the from the book perspective, the, the descriptions of Mira have never been necessarily stark like, like she's always had the, the the darker hair compared to Jojen. But in the show, I feel like the the, the casting like they cast who's, like spot on Jon sister. And the fact that they killed off Jojen really quick in the show and they're making an effort to show us who Holland Reed is. I feel like they're they're sort of building that up to mean something. And you know, there's stuff in the show too that like, that makes Holland Reed extra important. And and everybody always thought, Oh, okay, he was just important because he was there and he saw that there was a baby and he kept a secret. But I feel like I feel like that that he took one of the kids. And raised it.
0: But then how does she have a twin brother that's the same age that also has the, the powers that Bran has?
1: I mean. What I mean, explains there, there, that? There's, your, there's your, your, you know, your, um, what do you call it? When you throw something in the machine or whatever and fucks it up. <laughs> hey, but how <laughs> about this theory?
0: How about this theory? Uh-huh. When, what's her name, Liana?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Was kidnapped. She was already pregnant. And she had Jon Snow. Then, later, the war took like over a year, right? That she was kidnapped. Then later... Yeah, the Robbers' Rebellion? Yeah. Then yeah. The, soon she, she had like Irish twins. But then the next one really were twins. Which means she just immediately <laughs> had another kid. And this time, it was those two.
1: <laughs> I mean, I tend to lean towards... Starch- Start stuff that isn't that crazy
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't really at this point i mean i have no i like as far the show has gone to show us that john snow is special yeah of course we don't know who his parents are i believe that the show has shown us this theory before because we watch it that closely you know yes i mean it's, I, it's all in there it's yeah all in there. it's in the show already okay it's not it you could theorize this from the show
1: and it was very heavy handed last season.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I guess we'll we'll have to see what happens. Uh, and either yeah. way, I think it's kind of fun. I thought it was fun when I saw that uh, heard this other theory or read it. I don't remember. Maybe it was like a YouTube video or something. But I thought that was fun. I just think this is all kind of interesting. And yeah, you know. and look,
1: it's today's Saturday, right? Well, you you I assume you'll have this up before Sunday. Yeah, we might we might find out in a couple hours.
0: Yeah, that's true. What's going to happen? That's true. I
1: think I think they're going to finish off that tower of Joy I don't think they're going to make us wait another episode for that. Yeah, I hope not.
0: All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening, Donald. Thank you so much for coming no on. No problem. And uh, we'll talk Sunday night, right?
1: We will. I'll be there. All right, Darry
0: Galley's.
1: there are
0: You're listening to The Small Council, a Game of Thrones podcast. Find us on Twitter at small council Pod. Email us at SmallCouncilPod at gmail.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?